Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. The World Series is set. We had two final games of the championship series and we will be discussing them shortly. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, brought to you by SeatGeek. Code John Boy Playoffs gets you 10% off tickets. You want to get down to Philly, mm. head to Houston, see some games. Tickets are pricey. 10% could go a long way. Code John Boy Playoffs. First and foremost, we got to talk about the Phillies. Beating the Padres mm. and going in the World Series. Jake, I kick it to you to burn, mm. my friend. Burn it, burn it. Ooh, game five in the Philadelphia. Wheels up for the Phillies as they'd hope Zach would be helping punch their ticket to the World Series. But the Padres said, I ain't fucking with you. Darvish on the bump. For Sandy Bago, bottom three, put them in the freezer. How do you eat your Reese's? Reese Hoskins, man, he won't stop. Trevor's guy, fingerprints all over this series. It's two nothing, but the daddies aren't going down without a fight. Oh no, so toe. He hits a solo dong. And then in the seventh, big Josh Bell with the RBI double. And then Azokar drives himself home on the wild pitch for some Anthony Domingo. Uh-oh, uh-oh. But that man is a hearer. Bryce, Bryce, baby. Harper, that patented opposite field juice. And it's a two-run homer. Fuck your fortitude. Ooh. It's four to three. And the Philadelphia Phillies are punching their ticket to the World Series. Ring that damn Liberty Bell. Phillies four, Padres three, and they take the series four to one final. Great job, Jake. Great job. Great job. Great job. Do you uh, attribute all the coffee you drink to that? Ooh. So good. I contribute coffee to what I'm doing this morning and some of those Phillies trades, trade coffee. Make sure you guys go check them out. It's a coffee subscription service. So what's that mean? They're going to bring it right to you. I guess they could deliver it wherever you want. You, you want it at wherever, your place of work? Whenever. And, yeah. If you, if, wherever you like your coffee, home, work, they use your personalized recommendations to send you coffee that you will know and love. Why don't you go right now? They're giving you a deal. Go to drinktrade.com slash baseball. $30 off your subscription to some of the best coffees in the country. It's drinktrade.com slash baseball. Get $30 off your subscription plus free shipping. And Trev, a good cup of coffee. That's the way you start your day. And that's the way a lot of the good people in Philadelphia are starting their way today. (sighs) As their boys are going to the World Series, drinktrade.com slash baseball. Trev, these are your guys. I hope they're not awake yet. I hope they're still mm. sleeping. I hope they had the biggest night of their lives last night because they deserve it, man. To go take three in a row in Philly in front of your home crowd 
and to do it the way that they did it with their guy, Bryce Harper, who loves Philadelphia, who's going to be there until Jake does have a daughter that Matt Olson can date. Mm. That long. Mm. Put the team on his back, man. You know, I was the game was crazy. We had the rain and everything like that. It was obviously affecting the game. It was nasty out there at times. And when Sir Anthony throws that wild pitch, I'm like, dude, this sucks. This sucks. So like I know both teams have to play in it, but like this isn't baseball. When a pitcher can't grip a ball and can't like throw his pitches, it's not baseball. And both teams don't have to play in the rain all all the time. Like it's different, it can be harder, lighter. Like it is kind of one of those things where one team can get dumped on while they're on the mound and then it Clears. I'm not sure in this one how long the rain or whatever, but it's it's there was just that moment where you're like, oh boy, because you know we talked this this series was evenly matched. I mean, the Phillies dominated, and man, that lineup became the problem and the story of the series, and it's going to be the stories coming up when we preview the World Series. Um, but man, it, like you're saying, Trev, if this guy, if they were on flights back to San Diego today to play a game because the winning run scored on a wild pitch in the rain. Yeah, man, that's when, like, the dark thoughts start to creep in. And, you know, you, you, you start saying, like, oh, you know, were, were, we a, were we a little rain spat away from the Phillies going dancing? And said, nah, the legend nah. of Bryce Harper nah. in that city goes to, my guy. goes to another level, man. And it, it was perfect, man. It's it's it's. It's perfect baseball poetry when you had, you know, everyone on the internet, like, excited for Bryce because he's killing it, um, and he's a star, and he, this is exactly what you want. This is exactly what you want, and he is becoming, you know, where he's, he's a good seven-game set away from a statue now, and good he should be because he's, he's a stud, man. Yeah, you got to win the World Series, but. You think he's going to have a statue in Philly? I, I haven't even thought they about win. that yet. You know, he spent so much time in Washington. It's a statue. I understand town. he's not going to get a, a statue a there, statue but town. then to get one in Philly, yeah, I mean, I guess you get a, you win a World Series yeah. and you're there that long and you're Bryce Harper. I like that. Okay. His numbers have been great um, his whole time yes. with them. Came back from injury. Hey, how about like Philly should be giving hugs and kisses to the DH rule? Because I think if it didn't exist, Harper wouldn't have been able to come back. DH rule, six playoff spots. <laughs> it's a good year. Good year for yeah. Philly. Yeah, good year. Uh, I mean, his uh, in now in Harper's thirty postseason games, he has a nine nine seven OPS, uh, three fifty eight on base percentage, and this was the first year he played in the championship series. I mean, he did the DS in twelve. 14, 16, 17. Four times he lost in the divisional series. And by the way, you know, Harper, obviously. Like three of those went to game five. Game, game-winning homer. He's Bryce Harper. He's going to get the love. My goodness, Reese outslugged him. How's your 889 to 850? And Schwarbo outslugged and out on based all of them at the top of that lineup. Remember when he was slumping? And are we going to mix up the order? No, dude. He had three no, this isn't walks. the Yankees. This is the Phillies, a, a real organization. Rob Thompson's Phillies, baby. <laughs> um, that yeah, man. Their uh, their dudes were dudes. You know, we love a good postseason moment where you you know someone's name gets remembered forever for a hit up the middle or something like that. But I mean, their dudes were dudes. Even Wheeler, six innings, two earned, eight Ks, no no walks. Um, 
and their bullpen plan works, their defensive sub plan. Like, Philly knows what they're doing, man, and that's, uh, as we'll talk about with the Yankees in a little bit, I think knowing your identity and knowing your roles is one of those things that you need the talent, but you need the talent to buy in and know what they're doing, and Philly has that uh, in a big way. I'm, I, I want to go back to the Hoskins homer because it's a 3-0 pitch, and it ain't a heater. It's a little slide cutter thing. And Reese is just looking middle, middle there, gets the middle, middle pitch. And easily you could just pop that pitch up. But he like he has that type of swing where his path is so good through the ball. He was on it, man. He crushed it. And his his home run celebrations have just been <clears throat> incredible because yeah. they're natural. He has the bat slam. Another one I saw, he had like the bat like pop out of his hands, like, oh my gosh. And then last night it was like the Skippy Lou performance. And I mean, when I watch him do that, it's like that is just straight up raw emotion, joy. Like he's feeding off the crowd, which was incredible. Wheeler had some quotes about the crowd after uh, Harper's Homer. He said that he was down in the tunnel or down in the training room and the windows were shaken and some of the ceiling tiles cracked. Like that place mm. was scary. What an, what an atmosphere. Cool. Yeah. No, I think. It's kind of, uh, besides known Philly haters, probably Mets fans, Braves fans, I think everyone else is looking to be like, damn, that's what I want. I want to be yes. that right now. Yes. That is nuts. Uh, and you pitched decent. Like, their pitching lines are pretty similar. It's just... Uh, well, and the, the thing that I think we have to talk about, and I know if you're Padre Sports Radio or whatever, Bryce Harper is one of the most feared lefty hitters in baseball, right? You've got a guy in that bullpen... Josh Hader, who can get you through and get you to the end of a game, and they didn't go to him. So I, I know that was a hot button at the time, and it's, uh, you know, one of those hindsight can be twenty twenty really quickly, but when you have the opportunity and you know what this game is, Bryce Harper at the plate, I don't know. I, I don't know. You do you want to go down with Suarez or Hater? And I think a lot of Padres fans would be saying Hater. Hater warming up was, he was like just getting up, I think. I don't know if they had time. Yeah. I don't know if they got him up in time. I'm not saying, excusing it, because yeah. I, I think you want that. But get those guys up. What, yeah, be what ready to go. Yeah. Be ready to go. It's elimination game. It's, it's, if you look at the numbers and, and Melvin does have an explanation for why he did it, you know, Suarez hadn't uh, given up a homer to a lefty all season long, but man, I've been trying to justify this in my head. Cause I do love Bo Mel and I don't, I don't think it was like the worst decision. Like this guy was a really good pitcher and it's fucking Bryce Harper, bro. Like right. who put an, who had an unbelievable bat to get to that pitch and then put an unbelievable swing on that pitch. You have to give credit to him, but I mean, you you got a guy out there that's like been electric, and he has a pedigree, and yeah, man, it it it, it would haunt me. I think it's haunting Bo Mel as well. I know it's hindsight, and he and like I said, he had reasons, but I feel like if you're a manager, you've you've seen these things, you've seen Buck Showalter with Britain, and like that's got to be in your mind. Like I got a guy out there, I should probably just go to that guy. But if he's not warm, he's not up. I guess that. Fault, uh, factors into the decision making and I guess that's the problem get up and get ready dude what the urgency I don't know who that's on is that the bullpen coach 
Depends yeah, manager. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I guess I should know that. Yeah, it'd be a question. Yeah, I don't know the relay system there. The uh, we have quotes from uh, from them on getting to getting to that pitch. The one two change up. Um, yeah. Austin Nola, the catcher, is like unbelievable take. Unbelievable take. That's the pitch he swings at. And if you watch it, it is a really well executed change up. If you're trying to get a guy to chase, especially lefty, like it's. It's nasty, man. And then they're like, all right, well, shit. 3-2 now. I got to be in the zone here. They go sinker, and he goes oppo with it. It's just, it's good baseball. It was. Because that pitch is 99 in the zone, but on the outside, you're thinking, okay, like he can get to that, but hopefully he doesn't do damage. But we've seen Bryce go oppo a couple times already. And it's, it's, uh, we talked about it during the juice ball times, and I, I think the stat came out that opposite field homers are down like 50% from juice ball times. And Trev, you were on it. Like to go, to go oppo as, as a dude in Major League Baseball, you kind of have to be a dude. Like, you know, you, you can run into one, but the guys that do it regularly, the, the Harpers, the, the Sotos, the Judges, the Stantons, like, when you actually break down the people who hit opposite field home runs, my guy Chaz McCormick, they are, they are the dudes in baseball. Um, and Bryce Harper, you know, we, we've seen some, some balls are starting to die. Like, we've seen some big exit velos this time of year not have the same summer travel. And I have a theory on that, too. We'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. Uh, but Bryce Harper doing that, um, yeah, you know, it's... It's it's easy now to say, you know, Suarez, when he looks good, he looks nasty. You know, do you bring him in for Real Mudo? And if he gets him out, you leave him for Harper. He got a single and have hater. But end of the day, Bryce Harper had a seven-pitch at-bat that he was down, one-two in the count, fouls off two pitches, spits on a changeup, and hits a ding-dong that sends the boys from Philly to the World Series. Trev, you raised your hand. Uh, I am now mad at Bo Mel. Okay. Because the world needed to see yeah. Josh Hader versus Bryce Harper. Like, we're talking, I get it, man. But, like, you, you deprived us of that situation. That's like an all-time Would have been a great battle bat right bat. there. Yep. Would have. <laughs> Love you, Belmel. Just a little mad right now. Do those guys, like, look in the mirror and kind of see each other? Hader and Harper? Like a pitching-hitting version of each other? Physically or just like spiritually, about? like we're both like lefty. Take that necklace off. Lefty you, you've just gone off the deep end. Okay. Sound off in the comments. Hey, all these quotes from, you know, the Phillies about like his teammates about him are awesome, dude. Really cool. Like, they call him the show. They man. love him. And of course, showman. Castellanos is like hilarious. He goes, the way that he was able to immerse himself in the moment and stay focused and calm was fucking incredible. Please use those exact words. Yeah. And the other story of Castellanos giving him the last out and saying, this is your moment, yeah. like this is you. It's pretty cool. I mean, he's everything you want a long-term superstar to be. Like He's embraced the city. He's played, he's come back from injuries. He's pumping gas with his uniform on. Hitting homers, going crazy, doing the Philly thing. You know, all that shit, you know, he's... Well, it's a good town to become a legend in. Can I say back in my day stuff right now? Sure. Yeah, sure. 
back in my day, mm-hmm. it was frowned upon to wear like your team logo anywhere outside the field. Anywhere. I didn't even ever wear my shit in the off season, bro. Because it said you were billboarding. That was the word they would tell us. Don't you billboard yourself. Who would tell you that? Players? The PA? Baseball. Coaches. Fucking everybody, bro. Don't would, billboard yourself. Like and now too, it's all about billboarding yourself. Sounds like wow. a too cool for school take. Like, oh, dude, I work. I'm not a Philly fan. It was I'm like you Philly. don't want to be a target. So don't be yeah. flaunting the fact that you're a professional baseball player because you become a target at that point. And this is before social media, so there wasn't really like avenues like that it made sense. But I love that these guys, you know, especially Bryce is one of them. But there's these guys throughout the league are just like they're repping their teams. That's that's I feel like that makes so much sense. Uh, and but back in my day, they were against that. Also, should be mentioned, Padres ninth inning. They get two walks. They go to Ranger Suarez the bunt. Suarez coming out. What a play! Nola first pitch. Two pitches from Suarez. <laughs> was that what it was? Two pitches? I know it was quick, but the bunt was, I, you know what? I don't, I don't hate that play. I think Bo Mel said the same thing afterwards. Like, the field is a mess. You have a lefty, so he has to turn around to make that throw. It wasn't a well-executed bunt, but, like, that is a very tough play. I bet if that, I bet if that play happened, that's like a five out of ten times. Like, it's, it's 50-50 play right there if he makes that or not. And worst case scenario is kind of what happened. You know, you have runners on first and second or second and third base hit, you know, has the go ahead run score. It just, it looked bad because he didn't execute it right. And Ranger made a great play. I mean, Ranger coming out, what, one day, one day's rest for the save? How was he ready, but Hader wasn't ready? Because Ranger's done it all. He's a hero. Love Ranger. You guys would love Ranger. I like I do. I sing his praises a lot on here. He's the best. Short King. Mm. Yeah. All right. I mean, for the Padres, good good stuff. It would have been nice to have Tatis at the top of the lineup, huh? No, they had a great year, man. You know, great a great playoff performance. They just ran into a buzzsaw. Phillies were kind of just they've been firing on all cylinders, dude. And like you run into a team that's as hot as they are and they gave a few punches and this was a good series, an entertaining series. Um, I don't know. I don't think you are too upset. You beat the Dodgers, you beat the Mets. That's fun. It's a step in the right direction. Get, get Nando back. Bo Mel seems to have brought a level of uh, expectation and peace there that, yeah. See you next year. Calm. Maybe. Beating the Dodgers for the Padres is like that's massive, dude. Yeah. Like the bragging rights over them, that's that's something. Something. All right. Well, we'll switch gears now. Head on to the ALCS where the Astros swept mm. the Yankees in four games. Jake, you got a burn for us? Sure. Burn, 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 burn. Burn it down. The Houston Astros brought their brooms to the Bronx, going for the sweep in the ALCS. The Snapdragon, Lance McCullers Jr. versus Are You the One They Call Cortez? Nestor Cortez trying to hold up for the Pinstripers. In the first, Giancarlo RBI single, and then a little Glaber bomb. Another ribby single. It is 2-0. Yanks make it three. Rizzo 
with the RBI double, these Yankees. But then, oh my God, look at the size of this kid's Pena. Three-run homer to tie it up from Jeremy. And then Yuli Uli, you know. Watch a single go. RBI single, four to three. The Yanks aren't dead, Trev. Rizzo again. Harry Bader into the seats. John called it. It's five to four. The bullpen's got a hold. Oh, boy. Yankees defense and Jordan Alvarez. And then the bad man, my salsa, Alex Bregman. We'll text him right now. That RBI single felt pretty good because it brought the Houston Astros to the World Series yet again as they sweep the Yanks. Eh? 6-5 final in the Bronx. Great burn. Yeah. Great burn of a good memory, Jake. Yeah. Is that brought to us by anyone? It's brought to us by MLB nine innings. Uh, the Yankees won't be playing any more nine inning games uh, in 2022. Well, maybe they'll play this. Yeah, nine so innings. maybe they'll download the, I'll send out some links. Maybe I'll tweet it out and the boys can be like, wow, does this have the best live player versus player mode I've seen in a game? Yeah. I think so. Uh, yes. Could I do a wide variety of game modes? League mode? Yep. Maybe try to rebuild those Yanks. Maybe shuffle some positions or collect the 2,000 yeah. player cards that you can collect and use in your dream roster. They've got some legends in there. The Greg Maddox just dotting, just dotting two-seamer at your hip lefties. Uh, Randy Johnson, Mike Piazza. If you like baseball, you're listening to Talking Baseball, you watch your team play baseball, there's a good chance you're going to like MLB nine innings download it with the link in the description uh and download it wherever you get your apps and stuff mlb nine innings 22 good shit good shit good ships astros in the world series again against an nle's team again done the nationals and the braves time to do the phillies i mean this team is is a playoff beast uh it's crazy trev something we've been talking about a lot I don't think we've had the discussion with you, um, but I was talking to someone who was talking about, you know, the Dodgers lost and the Braves lost and five-game crapshoot, five-game crapshoot, five-game crapshoot, and then they said to me, Astros never lost a five-game series. They've always been to the CS. I think they've lost the CS twice. They've won the CS four times out of the last seven years. And uh, this is a team that's built for the postseason. And a lot of other teams are built, like the Dodgers, like the Yankees, even the Rays, to survive the regular season and have depth and and win games with multiple ways, blah, blah, blah. And then you get to the postseason and against the best in a short series, there's ebbs and flows. There's no ebbs and flows for the Astros. They haven't lost a game yet. They're here every year. They don't strike out that much. They make contact. And when they do make contact, it has pop. And they can get the extra base hit. I mean, their their eight hole hitter, uh, McCormick, is he hitting eight? I forget, but he has two home runs. He's got um, like a one dot OPS. And then they're pitching as deep as shit with bullpen guys. So the Astros are impressive as it comes to me to be able to do that. I know a dynasty you got to win World Series, but I don't know if we'll get that again. This is crazy. It's crazy what they do. I don't think those other organizations are far off. I don't think there's some massive separator other than ex- like 
I guess experience and playing all together matters. The Dodgers have that. The Braves are getting that. Um, you know, this five game series against the Mariners, I know they swept it, but we know how close all those games were. They could have went either way. I think that's where like the experience comes into play. But they have some dogs, man. Some guys that just don't give a fuck. And I love watching them play. Alex Bregman, he got that back. He didn't have that for a while. He got that back. He's a dog. He's in the playoffs. He's he has a game winning hit here. He's playing defense. And then you're done. When you have those two guys and Yuli, I'll put in that category as well. Those guys don't care about the situation, whatever. And it's like you can almost put all the pressure onto them and then let the other guys kind of do their thing. Like Jeremy Pena is playing carefree baseball right now because he knows he's got his big bros behind him, you know? And I mean, th- you're right. They're set up for the postseason, but they're set up for any kind of baseball you want to play, bro. Like they wouldn't beat us in blitzball, forgotten rotten, but that's about it. They'll beat everybody mm-hmm. else in anything because they can play defense. You know, they can, they have situational hitting Altuve kind of like running the bases the way he does. Like I know the Yankees made a great play against him yesterday, but that's a heads up base running play. Like they just kind of have everything. And I think another thing that we don't talk about a lot with the Astros is Maldonado behind the plate and kind of how he handles the game and is able to throw and, and curtail the running. It's they're impressive. I mean, shit. <laughs> they're, they're incredibly well run. Um, you know, they, they set out a bunch of years ago to be the best and be better at everyone wherever they could be. And, you know, uh, when, when you look at it now, I mean, you got five guys in the infield that are gold glove candidates. Uh, you got Kyle Tucker, gold glove guy, McCormick covers ground out there. Um, you know, uh, Jordan Alvarez might not win the gold glove, but he might be the best hitter. Uh, in the league, so they they make yeah. that one swap, um, and the pitching up and down has been a factory now throughout it. Um, you know, this was Lance McCullers, uh, like the most ever deciding deciding games a player's ever started, or some some fact that you're like, wait, isn't like Lance McCullers almost feels new to the pot? He's he's 29, like you know, I, going back to Verlander and Granky. I, I mean, he's been a part of it. Uh, that, yeah, like, you think that guy cares about a moment or anything? Making fizz faces before the pitches? Like, he's... It, these guys don't, like you said, Trev, they don't give a fuck, man. They're going to play their game, and they're going to beat you because that's the formula that has worked for them the past six years. Um, they just also just know dominant. the moment. The moment, like, to take advantage of it, like... Okay, this is our time. Lock in. You know, uh, anytime the Yankees made a mistake, they made them pay immediately. And that's... I wonder I, who... Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, just, that's just killer. I mean, it's, it's like that killer instinct that good teams have of, oh, you just dropped that ball? Fuck that. Watch this. You guys just booted that? Yeah, we're turning that into runs. Take advantage of. T-A-O. Tau. Tau. I wonder like where they get that like overwhelmingly overwhelming sense of confidence. Like I know it comes with going to the ALCS six straight years and knowing that you can get the job done when you need to. I guess that's probably the biggest factor in it, but there's gotta be someone in the clubhouse that holds it all together too. Like, is it, is it Altuve? Is it, is it passed down at this point? You know, like they've just, they have so much postseason experience that Pena probably feels like, 
what like it's not on my shoulders, you know. That's what I'm saying. But I think someone gave it to Bregman. Someone gave it to. I think it might be Altuve the whole way. Like he's just so consistent with the way he does things, and even when he's struggling in one facet of the game, he doesn't let it affect the other areas of his game. I think that's a great example to have. Um, I know JV's in there, but I don't know how much he affects the position players. It seems like the position players are just absolutely locked in all the time. Maybe it's Gurriel, man. I don't think people give him enough credit either. No. Like the kind of baseball career he's had. Someone was tweeting at, tweeting at me the other day. They're like, go check out like how long this dude's been playing baseball. Like in Cuba, like he was playing in that league at like 17 or something like that. And it's just been a guy his whole life. And when they need an RBI, what does he do? Does he come out of his shoes? No, dude, he plays ball and freaking shoots one up the hole. Like it's, they're so fun to watch because they can do all those things. They could get the walk off homer by Jordan, or they can play small ball and they can move runners and, and, and run the bases the right way. It's, it's awesome. Yuli is underrated. He's, he's been there the whole time. This is a guy that as of like, uh, three, four years ago, he played every infield position. And, like, he plays first base because they have Altuve, they had Correa, now they have Pena, and they have Bregman. Like, that's why he plays first. If, you know, if if he was Cincinnati Reds' Yuli Gurriel, he might have been their shortstop and then third baseman for a little bit. Like, he's, he's a stud. He's nasty. Uh, Dusty, I mean, talk about one of the best hires they could have done at the time. And, hey, you're talking about kind of, like, leadership or where does it all come from. I, I think, you know, the the cheating allegations and going back to 2017, that probably galvanized them, man. When you're a group of guys yeah. and and every the crowd hates you every night and, and the other team and, you know, we, we had passionate talks on here about, you know, some, some of the guys that got really screwed from that, some of the pitchers that only had one appearance or guys who didn't get opportunities to play baseball – because because of what those guys were doing at that time, um, that's you. It either galvanized you or you point fingers and rip apart, right? And there's none of that. These guys are let's. It's business like, and there's no fear. Like even you know even when the Nationals like took that Game Seven World Series, uh, you know Howie Kendrick hits a pole, but like they they were there. Like it that no fear from them ever, ever. Yeah, it's got to be top top down somewhere, but Trev's trying to ask who the top is, and I don't know. My Astros fans are going to tell us. It's actually a great point you made there. So it's basically opposing fans who have helped make this team what they are. And I do believe that, dude, because if you are constantly under the microscope and you're getting booed all the time, you do have to find solace in your teammates, and you have to like figure out a way to get through that. And little by little, man, it's just sharpening you, sharpening you. So those moments come, and you just – you have that resiliency. How about Pena? I mean, he gets MVP. They didn't even offer Correa anything because they were like, nah, we're good. I mean, they did make an offer, but or whatever it was, it was less than because they felt very confident in Pena. And now he's has a good year. He's a scary dude. He gets a 3-1 pitch from Nestor, absolutely clobbers it, ties the game up. It's crazy. And, and great, Altuve man. gets a couple hits at the end here in the last two games, I think. So he can uh, go into the World Series a little more carefree. And you saw him smiling a little bit about that. like, And he got robbed twice, too, when it went to replay. It didn't come his way. Or the second time it did come his way. Yeah. Should we, uh, should we bury your Yanks a little, Trev? 
I know there's some specific plays that we want to talk about. Um, yeah, we just we just waxed poetically about those Houston Astros for about 10 minutes right there. The Yankees, I don't think we're going to be doing that. I think there's a lot of things that we need to talk about, or maybe this is for the offseason, but they got a lot of work to do. Yeah, Aaron I mean, Judge, I just I realized that after he made that last out, not a Yankee anymore. Free agent right now. It's kind of it's kind of a, a scary thing, right there. Yeah, I mean that is what it is. You can't really yeah. do anything until you find the out. time is here now. I guess. Yeah. Um, there's all these like complaints from Yankee fans about the team, and then I feel like non-Yankee fans just because hey, everyone hates the Yankees and that's fine. Feel like those complaints are like why we lost the series, which isn't true. The lost the series because the offense went completely dead, and yes. and because the Astros were the better team tenfold. Like that's why the <clears throat> series got lost, but why, why they just weren't ready or like, you know, the Yankees fans make our gripes because we feel like they could have put a better feet forward to get, what getting to that place than running out all the different lineups, all the different shortstops, all the different positions from riding Donaldson the entire season, just banking on, he would come around and he was a complete and utter anchor uh, in the wrong way in the middle of the lineup. Like, but I to to talk about it in regards to this series, people always try to act like it's an excuse. It's not. The Astros were the better team, but yet we have our frustrations with just how they make their decisions, which is encompassing of the whole one seventy games. Yeah. Your tweet, your tweet encompassed a lot of it, and we've been talking about this for for a long time on the show, just about how. Like, we need some consistency in the lineup. We need some consistency at shortstop. Like, let's make a decision instead of, like, trying to ride a hot hand that's not – there's no hot hands. Like, you're just trying to figure it out. And, you know, I think it was Curtis Granderson was talking about it uh, pregame. He's like, yeah, we're just trying to find a spark there. And I'm like, dude, that's not the way you find a spark. You don't just – you don't put people in there and, like, basically tell them, if you don't perform this game, like you're not going to play tomorrow. Like that's not how you get sparks out of guys, dude. You, how you get a spark out of a guy is what Rob Thompson did in Philadelphia when he comes to the media and says, I'm not moving Schwarber or Hoskins. I'm not moving them because I believe in them. That's how you get a spark out of someone, dude. Not like, not like saying, Hey, you better perform or you're out tomorrow. Like I don't believe in that whatsoever. And yeah, it's, cr- I mean, it's nuts. They, they did no identity. The whole way through. And it's tough. That's one of that's been my complaint since you joined talking baseball because I didn't have access to players and I was like never had it confirmed. And I asked you, I asked every player, like, hey, does consistency matter? Like, does waking up knowing where you're gonna hit in the lineup and what position you're gonna play make you a better player? And almost every single player is like, Yeah, it's way more comfortable. It's way better to stay in the same headspace, to not have other things. Um and the Yankees just have never once believed in that at, at all. So it's crazy. The, uh, the one guy they the did, the one guy they were. Prefer it. Yeah. They were uh, consistent with Judge. And look what happened. Judge got attacked uh, by the pitchers. They went right at him. He looked bad. So some hittable pitches. His swing path looked a little different. And that, uh, you know, th- this series was miles apart. With also not being miles apart, but it's kind of the the thing that was the gap is is what we have been complaining about that, and that's why it feels miles apart. Like that double play ball 
I know Jimmy was texting with you and we were checking out what the internet was thinking and you know, it's, it's 60, 40 and I, I'm still not sure what 60, 40. I mean, uh, I think IKF has to chop the steps a little bit like you were talking about. And either way, you got to catch that ball. Glaber's flip. I don't think was a great one. I, I do think it was it a wasn't. inside of the bag and firm and flat. Uh, like you also said, but you know, if you had a, you know, if if you had instilled the trust in your middle infield, and you know we we're we're now somewhat inside the Yankee walls, and and guess what? If stuff gets to us, I bet it gets to the players, and they know they know what's up between who's which guy is liked by the analytics team and which guy isn't, and and why why you're out there on that day, and should we be out there on that day? And uh, I don't know, like you know, uh, Altuve. Altuve and Pena knew they were going to be out there. Same with Bregman. Same, same with Yuli. Same with all the guys pretty much on that team, except one. They were flexing in the DH. Ooh, here's Trey Mancini. Let's try this. This is fun. Um, Baseball. The, uh, the Yankees, the part that I keep coming back to is you knew this team was going to be there. I barked on talking baseball all early part of the year that these two teams are lining up. Like, I, I believe in... I believe in sports. I believe in chaos. I mean, look at the National League this year. But it seemed like everything was lining up for these two teams. And the Yankees knew that. And they got swept. You got swept by the team you knew was going to be there. So, um, you know, there's a couple little things. There's one pitch to Bregman in that game. There's uh, a swing by Judge that uh, on a lot of other nights would have got out. There's a double play ball you could have finished. You got zero wins. I forgot to give my theory on the judge balls. Okay. Um, there was a wild theory going around that there was some some juice balls during the season. And maybe they reversed that. He was going with heavier balls. Mm. It's a dumb theory. But he did have two balls. I'm sorry, dude. That's it is a little strange there. Like there's there's a you know all the measurements that you have the exit velo and the launch angle you can you know put into Statcast and see how many balls were home runs and how many weren't I mean well the wind was crazy that one day I mean you could see it they're showing the last night what about that one cold rainy night I don't know cold rainy night I don't know man it's it's tough for Judge he did he did barrel those balls up and didn't get it I do want to speak on the double play just briefly I know we were talking about it I. Because I've been thinking ever since you texted me, I've been kind of like really get into it and and put myself in their position. You know, those two guys have rolled a lot of double plays together. That's your job as a second baseman and a shortstop. Let's roll as many as we can. We have to be comfortable, and I'm sure they are comfortable, man. Like they, when you play together, you're your double play partner. Like you understand how they move and and what their what their feeds are like and where they're going to feed it. That feed does have to go to the outside part of the base. You know, kind of fluff is expecting it there. That's an easy double play. Give me, give me a flip to the uh, out part, outside part of the base. We roll that thing, no problem. Now, you can say he didn't break his feet down enough, which is true. He was upright. You kind of have to get down there a little bit. But he's he is banking on a feed that he's probably got, you know, 99% of the time from Glaber. Now Glaber's feed doesn't look bad because it's on target and it's it's there's some pace to it and whatever, but when you do shovel like that, you know it's a little bit firmer. It was to the inside part of the base, and if your momentum's taking you to the outside part of the base, it's very hard to reverse course that quickly and catch that ball that's on the inner half. So I think the feed was it wasn't so so. It was a bad feed. It was a bad feed. 
but also the footwork for ICAF wasn't great. Yeah. So it's like just both slop, of them. Just sloppy. It was just a, it was a bad play. And if they make that and maybe play, the fact that they hadn't been playing together every single day during the postseason had something to do with it. I don't know. Yeah. And if they make that play, well, you know, Glaber came up the system as a shortstop, played way more shortstop, and ICAF came up the system as a catcher, third baseman. So, <laughs> you know, if you go back to like minor league stuff, neither of these guys played that position. I don't, whatever. They need to make the play. And even if they make the play, they're not guaranteed to win the game. If they win the game, they're not guaranteed yeah. to win another one. So it's an interesting play from just like a X's and O's, but doesn't mean anything in the, in the scheme of the Yankees winning. Um, the other two things before we wrap up, because I'm sure some fans want to hear our thoughts on it, utterly uh, embarrassing some of the stuff the Yankees did with the roof excuses and, and saying that in the media. It's like, Jesus, I've, that was awful. And then having David Ortiz FaceTime the clubhouse to give a pump-up speech because... I thought that was fake. Because he did it in 04. Would have been great if and showing was. And showing the Yankees, the Red Sox in 04, as like inspiration is maybe the most pathetic thing uh, they've ever done. Just like... Uh, our guy Gabe had a good tweet summarizing the, the night saying, I can't believe showing... The team the Yankees losing didn't help. It's almost wild. It's like, hey guys, uh, it's baseball. How did that get out into the media? Like, where, where they did this people. in the clubhouse? Boone, Boone told, just was yeah. like, hey, yeah, we pumped him up with this. Excited. Yeah, yeah. Um, fuck, man. <laughs> it's almost like they were. You know, it'd be very similar to being like, hey guys, anything can happen in a baseball game. Just check out this highlight reel. Last night, Astros beat us. It's crazy. I know the players weren't there, and they're not fans of the Yankees, but still, it's like, what? Just kind of an embarrassing move by a franchise. It's very, like, if you have to show your team, or you think showing your team any highlights before a win-or-go-home game is going to do anything, that's insane. These are grown men. Grown men. And what's David Ortiz going to say on FaceTime? You know, when we we were down 3-0, we... uh... We, we just kept going and won the game. Oh, great. Do you think anyone cares what Poppy has to say? No offense to Poppy. He's not on their team. He's not in the trenches with them. Yeah, he maybe had a speech for his World Series team that he was on and part of, but what does he have to do with the Yankees it's, whatsoever? It's, un, it's, it's crazy. It's not. But, yeah, good, good job by the Astros. They take on the Phillies. Yankees get swept. It's going to be a hell of a series, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. We'll have a series preview coming out later in the week. And then uh, Trev's flying out here for game one. So that'll be fun. Mm. A little watch party on Friday. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Watch party? Um, we got shirts. Shop.jumbomedia.com. Subscribe, like, all that dumb stuff. Jake sucks.